dramaturgy. Does the research? They make it all make sense. Da, da, da. So that you don't have to worry about it. They are really great. We should take advantage of their place on this earth and hire diverse teams. Welcome to Set the Stage Podcast. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy December 13th. Yes. How's it going on this December day? Hopefully December is going really well for all of you. Yeah, really (laughs) wild to see what will be happening. We don't know. We have no idea. We are so in the past. We are in September. (laughs) As we have been. For a long time. We are in the past. Um, Which is fine. So I am Margaret Boffman. She, her, hers. I am a director dramaturg, the topic of today's episode, and stage manager (laughs) of new plays and musicals. Who are you? Nice little foreshadowing. I like it. I am Jordan Prince. She, her, hers. I'm a director, teaching artist, collaborator, working title. Wow. I'll get there eventually. Yeah, someday. Yeah. Maybe by this day that this comes out, you'll have workshopped that title. I Knock on wood. Let's do it. But... You know, we'll stay tuned. We don't yeah, know. Stay tuned. <laughs> Always. Uh, Mark, what's your chicken? Well, so I figured since we're coming up on the holidays um, that I would talk about my plans for the holidays, which um, this year my family has decided um, typically we go visit my mom's side of the family in Indiana. Um, but instead, this year we are going to go to New Orleans. New Orleans? Yeah, New Orleans, Louisiana. That's so fun. Have you ever been before? Yeah, I have been. Um, My senior year of college, over one weekend, one long weekend, um, me and 11 of my closest friends went to New Orleans um, in three cars. As you do. Sounds like so much fun. (laughs) Um, And um, that was amazing. It was like an insane trip. um, And I uh, remember some of it um, and got a really bad sunburn. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, no, it'll be good to go back. And, like, we went and we were like, we're seniors and we're graduating and we're drunk the whole time. But it'll be fun to go back and, like, um, I mean, I think we'll still be drunk the whole time. But, like, with more activities, probably. <laughs> That's the goal. Yeah. Stay tuned to see how that yeah, goes. Yeah, well, we'll find out. Um, are you, Is there anything you're looking forward to the most? Or something that you're, like, excited to do again or get again. There's so many, like, good food and good well, drinks. Well, I just, like, I love, um, I love live music and drinking. Like, what a great combination. And I also like being, like, out in the world. Like, I, I actually don't like being in bars. Like, I'd way rather just be roaming the streets. Um, so that plus, like, going to the witchcraft shops. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to have a great time. Yeah. Bourbon Street is going to be where you live for that, uh. For that time. I have yeah. a feeling. <laughs> yeah. I hope to like, um, you know, have my tarot read or something fun while I'm there. I'll give you a good rap. I went oh, and saw, I went to a really good tarot reader. Oh, great. Yeah. Party. <laughs> Party. Um, well, what about you? What's new this week? So, uh, you know, as you all know, this is in the past, but still relevant to me in this moment. Um So my brother, as you've heard before, is a senior of high school. I recently took him on college visits. Well, he sent me a text the other day that was like, I have my first college essay 
and I wrote it. Would you like to read it? And I read it and I was super proud of him. He's not like a talker kind of person. So to read this like essay about like who he is and everything was really great. Um, And I read it. I was like, I'm so proud of you, blah, blah, blah. Um, But then, you know, I had to do the big sister thing and kind of keep him humble a little bit because it all goes to his head really quickly. And I was like, but you have a lot of grammatical errors and (laughs) spelling (laughs) mistakes. (laughs) And, uh, you know, that's just who I am as a sister. And uh, he was like, yeah, no, I know. Do you want to like look it over and let me know? And I was like, yeah. So I spent an hour and a half (laughs) with Microsoft Word striking through words writing new words, uh, marking things in blue about thoughts, all of these things. Like it was the most beautiful colored (laughs) document Mm -hmm. on my computer at this time. And I sent it to him and he's like, I want you to know I'm super appreciative of you. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. It was really sweet. He's not like that. And then he sent me a a photo of his varsity letterman's jacket. So sure. sure, As you do. (laughs) All makes sense. Yeah. Um, so Mark, uh, you gave us a little foreshadowing, but what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about what the heck is a dramaturg? I don't even know. That's not true. That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. I feel like I get asked this like so much by people in the industry, not in the industry. Like I, it, it comes up a lot because I think it, I don't actually know, like, I'm not here to give you a, a history of the dramaturg because um, I don't know, like, when it became a popular title or concept. Um, but I am definitely happy to talk about, like, my experiences as, as a dramaturg and how I define it and what that means to me because I think that it is a very elusive topic in the theater um, mm-hmm. to a lot of people. So, um, I got introduced to dramaturgy actually um, when I was a senior in high school and just um, very without any context, um, but I was assistant directing um, a show and the director just like said to me like, oh, you should be a dramaturg like that. You'd be really good at that. And then uh, we never talked about it again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I kind of like did not know what it meant. Um, but on like a quick Google, I like kind of got the idea that it was somebody that like um deals with like the details of a show and like making sure that things are consistent which I think is the context that she was like using it for me where I was like hung up on some detail and she was like no one's gonna know it doesn't matter and I was like but it matters to me (laughs) um (laughs) right where it was like one of those things that was like nobody would have known but I was like no but like I can't even remember what it was but anyways so that was kind of that um I definitely at that time was not like I'm not interested in that being my job. Um, But I wanted to um, learn more about it. So when I went to college, um, I studied directing. But what was nice about my program is that I was able to take a lot of dramaturgy classes. Um, There were some that were required, but then I took uh, all the rest of them as well. Um, And so kind of like the big things that I think um, people tend to think of dramaturgs for is one – Um, They're kind of like your in-house researcher. So if you're doing a show that takes place in the 20s, they'll be the person that talks to you about, like, that can give you a rundown of what life was like in the 20s dealing with certain things, whatever the themes are in the show. Um, Or if there, um, you know, is a lot of mention of, like, uh, some sort of, like, thing that we are not, that is not common knowledge. They'll talk about, um, you know, they'll kind of do research and make sure that the actors know what they're talking about. 
Um, I've seen a lot of dramaturgs go through the script and kind of make like a um, a vocab list, for lack of a better phrase, um, which is just like like I dramaturged a show that de- dealt a lot with astronomy. Um, yes, astronomy, not astrology. Yep. Astronomy. Oh, yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> and um, so I did a lot of research about like every word in the script that was like an astrology astronomy term um, not astrology not astrology but that but would also, be a musical yeah. <laughs> um but so i went through and like made kind of like um an index or like a dictionary a glossary that's the right word um a glossary of like all the terms in the play so that the actors would know what they were talking about and then kind of expanded on certain things um so that is often referred to like as a dramaturgy packet where um, depending on the show and the person and all that stuff, um, the dramaturg will come in on the first day of rehearsal and kind of give that out along with the script. Um, so that is a lot of times I find like more in like not new shows. That'll be like more for shows that exist. Um, and so they might also do like throw in a bunch of background information on um on the themes or about the time period, the location. Um, I also dramaturged a show that took place in, um, in like Sweden or something. I can't even remember now, but so I, we did like a nice map with like all of that kind of stuff. So, um, a dramaturg can do a lot of research and that is, I think a lot of times the first thing that comes to mind for people when they think of a dramaturg. Um, so that's definitely one side of it and it is fun and is interesting. Like I definitely enjoy kind of like being the expert that kind of bops in and out of the room. I think a lot of times like after the first couple of rehearsals where you're doing table work and talking about um, the context for the show, then the dramaturg will be more like available via email. They won't necessarily be in the room all the time. Um, and so um, that person will answer questions that come in the rehearsal reports and um will be like, they might say like, oh, this came up in rehearsal or we were wondering about this or that. Um, And so they'll answer via email or like stop by rehearsal for a few minutes to like present some more research um, depending on what comes up in the room. So you've talked a a little bit about like existing work, existing musicals in place, but what about like new work? Do those um, responsibilities of the dramaturg change when it comes to new plays? Yeah, so I found that with new plays and musicals, Um, typically the dramaturg will work really closely with the playwright or the adapter, whoever is working on the text. Um, And so that person will read through rewrites and give feedback and say things like, um, you know, like, hey, it's not clear to me what's happening in this scene or um, actually you have the same conversation happening twice. Like in some ways I've pitched this as almost being like an editor for the playwright um, and to kind of be an in-between before that text goes to if you're doing rewrites um, during the rehearsal process that you're kind of like the first line of defense before that goes to the actors and the director um, and kind of just being like another set of eyes for the playwright asking questions, things like that. So I think the other thing that is important when working with a playwright is the dramaturg kind of like helps them maintain or or reach towards whatever their thesis is for the show. So I tend to ask playwrights, like, kind of, like, what what is the story that you are trying to tell with this piece before I start to give any feedback on it? Um, because that way, then, like, if I kind of know, like, what their thesis is, then any time that I'm reading through scenes, 
I know that that's kind of like what we're heading towards and that um, that that is what the goal is. It's helpful to know like what their goal is. So I think dramaturgs can often be, be that person, especially when dealing with rewrites of saying like, hey, actually in the version of this from the other day, um, your like your storytelling of this character was stronger or m- made it more clear that this is like the end goal, whatever. Um, so that's kind of another thing. So I think that person can deal a lot with play structure and scenes and things like that um, in in closer to an editing format. And then they're also kind of the person in the room. Um, sometimes I think the dramaturg still might not be in the room every day in a new play process, um, but they might be there more than the playwright. Mm-hmm. At least I've experienced that. And so um, they're kind of the person then that can go back to the playwright and say like, hey, we tried this on its feet and um, we found out that, like, actually this dialogue feels really unnatural for the characters in this time or something like that. Um, and sometimes it's good feedback, too, of, like, that really worked. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, move on to the next scene. Um, but um, they can be the person that goes back and says, like, says like no, like, actually this isn't working and here's kind of the reason. And so they're kind of, like, a good person that is not a buffer but, like, a go-between with the director and the playwright to help kind of like soothe that relationship and make sure that everybody's needs are being um, addressed in that like making sure that the director's vision is like um, in line with what the playwright is trying to accomplish with the show Mm -hmm. and that, um, you know, if something's really difficult to stage or um, just isn't working on its feet um, and then going back and kind of being that advocate for the director um, to the playwright and explaining like why that happened. So, um, that's kind of like the other like new play process. Do you have part. a do you have a preference on which you like to work on more? Definitely. I mean, I always prefer to work on new plays mm-hmm. in every way that I work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, I think especially like as a dramaturg, I think that that working with the like I love working with playwrights, whether it's as a dramaturg or a director. Um, and so I think that that's always fun. And I think, like, it kind of is, like, a puzzle in a lot of ways um, where, especially, like, joining as a dramaturg, um, you know, there's a draft of the script that exists and then you talk to them and you're like, this is what I want to accomplish. They say that's what they want to accomplish with the piece. Um, And then it kind of becomes a puzzle of, like, how to help them rearrange all the scenes, all the puzzle pieces, if you will, (laughs) Um, in the best way that will tell that story. And I think like I've definitely had the experience where sometimes things just click and it feels right. And I, I don't know like what, I don't have a word for like what that sensation is as far as like knowing something is not working and then being, being able to find like what feels like the right answer Mm -hmm. because most times there are a hundred answers you could pick. Right. Um, but uh some somehow there it just like comes and you're like oh this is the answer right. that is going to work mm-hmm. um and so that is always really exciting to work with the playwright yeah um you mentioned that there's a lot of people like in the theater industry that may not know what a dramaturg is and i feel like a big part of that is because they are not a likely participant in in a lot of productions and a lot of rehearsal rooms And I just wanted to know if you had an idea of like why that might be. Why do you think we're not utilizing dramaturgs the way that we should be? Um, Kind of your thoughts on those things. 
Yeah, I think there are a couple of things. One is definitely like almost every theater room that I've been in has been understaffed. Um, and that is just because like there is, and as I've talked about many times on this podcast before, but like, there's just like not enough money to pay a full staff and, and a dramaturg is often the person that is like not added to that payroll list, Mm -hmm. um, which makes sense. Like you need a stage manager, you need a lighting designer, like those things, um, are not necessarily more important, but they're harder to like wear double hats for or a more specialized skill in some way. Um, so I think that a lot of times like the director will just pick up the extra dramaturgy work or, um, or the assistant director, like depending on, you know, what the room is like. So I think that that is something definitely like a show I just directed. Um, there was a lot of like, um, mental health and, uh, wellness like research to be done. And, uh, as the director, I just did it cause we didn't have like room for a dramaturg. Um, and I also am a director so that like sure it worked out (laughs) um but I think like plenty of directors do that work even without naming it as dramaturgy yeah sure um so that is part of it and then I think the other thing is like there are not like a ton of people that self-identify as dramaturgs there are not a lot of programs that are training dramaturgs there are not um it's definitely something that like is a thing in new work um I think like in New York and Chicago quite a bit, but I don't know that it is like super prevalent at every company um, in the U S and, and it's something that's definitely growing in some ways, but also um, like, I, I do think like, because it is hard to define and different on every show that people are less likely to include it because they'll just like make up those needs in some other way. Um, And uh, I think sometimes people like, it's easier to just like, do the things and get them done than to have a conversation about like, oh, do we actually need a dramaturg for this? And like, what will that person do? And like, what are the specific needs for this production? Do you feel like, um, because you are both a director and a dramaturg, um, do you feel like wearing those two hats like influences the other in any way? Does that make sense? Yeah. It's interesting like when I'm dramaturging and not directing, like I actually think that that it's kind of nice um, to be able to just like look at the text uh, to not be like, it's not my job to figure out like how we're going to stage this or like what's going to happen here. Those kind of things. Um, It's nice to like not have to worry about that kind of stuff or worry about like this transition and like how these actors are going to get these three chairs where they need to be. Like it's nice to be able to not think about those logistics and to just think about the story or the arc of the show um, kind of alone and to take a step back. I think something that's really important um, is that the dramaturg like is more removed from the day-to-day of the rehearsal process and the logistics of those kind of things and that can like look more objectively at the show in a way that an audience member might. And so um, in that way, like, I think it's nice to be able to take off the directing hat like entirely um, and to not think with that brain. I definitely like being a director makes it easier to communicate with directors. I think like I kind of know often it's easier to like read their minds and kind of know like what they're focusing on or why they're struggling with something, you know, whatever. Um, And on the flip side of that, I think like as a director, um, just like I, uh, 
put on my dramaturgy hat a lot when I am working with a playwright. Um, and so like, even if there is a dramaturg in the room, I still like, I think I have those more like, I think there, it's really important the way that you speak to playwrights and like asking questions and things like that. I think it's like not helpful to be like, Hey, this scene is not clear. And I hate it. <laughs> like there's definitely, <laughs> there's like a more, um, uh, I don't know, like more, there's a better way to talk to playwrights. And I think it deals a lot more in questions and being like, Hey, do you want the story to be this? Or do you want us to take this from the scene? Um, and so like having those skills makes it easier to be that person talking to the playwright, um, directly. What is your favorite part about being a dramaturg? Ooh, a fun question. <laughs> um, I think on some of the shows I've worked on, I have done like, um, like little blog posts and like social media, um, program notes and things like that. Um, and I think that that is really fun and enjoyable, um, for a show that I dramaturged this past spring. Um, I made a lobby display and I really, really enjoyed doing that. Um, I think that like that is, I guess, another aspect of being a dramaturg can be like audience engagement. Mm -hmm. And so um, that means sometimes a program note or reaching out to people digitally on social media um, via different articles and things like that. Um, and, and lobby displays is like a really good way to get in touch with an audience and to get them kind of in the mindset of the show before they go into the show. And so for the show, um, it dealt a lot with women and trans people in STEM. And so the lobby display kind of like gave a breakdown of what STEM is and how many kind of the numbers on how many, um, people in any given work environment, um, within STEM are women or trans non-binary folks. Um, and so it was, we knew in the rehearsal room that it was going to be a lot easier and a lot more interesting if the show itself could focus on the more personal experiences of people in those situations. Um, and, but then we also had all these numbers that were really exciting and we were like, these statistics tell such a story, Um, but that story is not theatrically interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, I realized that if I made a lobby display that set people up with those numbers and with like how low percentages of people in these rooms, um, are women and trans and non-binary folks that, um, that then people would be primed for that with that information before heading into the actual show. And then they could learn more about like the personal experiences of these people. Um, so that was something I loved making that lobby display. And that was really fun for me. Um, Cause you it, know, I love a good lobby display. Yeah. <laughs> I think like it's, it can be really cool to get people engaged um, before heading into the show and gives you an opportunity to kind of like present a version of the story in a different way. Yeah, what what's your experience with dramaturgy? Um, my experience uh is a lot of what like a lot of what you had mentioned earlier about like just kind of as a director or as an AD or as a stage manager kind of being put that hat on of like people have questions, I have my computer, let me just answer for it for you really quick. Um so I've not had like a, an official like dramaturgy uh like title for a production. 
Um, I tried to take some classes in school. I took the required ones. And then I was encouraged by my teacher to not take any more geometry classes. Um, because I, was, I just apparently wasn't good at it. Um, in what way? <laughs> um, we had to make dramaturgy packets um, on this play called Ruined. And, um, you know, there's a lot of historical context. Um, there's a lot of, like, research and stuff like that involved. Um, and there are two things that I'm not particularly good at. Uh, one is history. Um, which is oh, all right. Well then, yes, there you go. <laughs> one is history. Um, I know like things that happened, but I can't tell you dates. Couldn't tell you like where in the time period of things happened. Like, um, you know, the Huns taking over China could have happened right by World War One in my brain, which I... <laughs> Just as an example. Um, so that's something I'm not good at. The other thing is, uh, is, is like vocabulary and words. So one of the parts of this dramaturgy packet was to make a glossary. And because I'm not as knowledgeable about larger words, my glossary pages were like five pages of glossary terms. And most people's were like one and a half. And my teacher's like, why do you have like all of these words are self-explanatory? And I was like, not for me. I learned something new from this packet. <laughs> and if anything, this packet served me. <laughs> and she's like, um, I really appreciate the effort you put in this. Oh. I think you're just not a dramaturg. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, 100 percent. I'm not good <laughs> at any of this. <laughs> uh, and it wasn't and I didn't get to take like a new play one. So the only classes that I took were. Uh, existing plays. I took a TYA dramaturgy, which I was actually really good at because uh, for TYA, which is Theater for Young Audiences, for those who may not know that acronym, um, a lot of the dram uh, dramaturgical elements also involve like a study guide for students. And that was something I would did really well at was like... I do not like making taking, a study guide. Yes, I love it. <laughs> See, that's where I... Because yeah, yeah. then I knew I could put all those glossary words in and they wouldn't know, just like I don't know. I think I've not really worked on a lot of productions where a dramaturg is in the room. And I think you're absolutely right. I think it's just staffing-wise. Like, unfortunately, they're kind of the ones that, um, you know, are deemed as like not a priority in the wide scheme of things, even though when you're working on new work, especially like there's such an importance to having them there. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking about like reasons to have a dramaturg in the room. I think like, um, something, something to pitch, to pitch a reason to have a dramaturg in the room. Pitch it. Um, I think like something that has been coming up more lately, especially I've been noticing like in New York, this is really popular right now, um, is to have your dramaturg, also be somebody that represents an identity that is not held by a member of the team that might be part of the show. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, like if your whole team is men, um, which, you know, we, uh, laugh at, but it's still <laughs> happening. Um, then like have a woman be a dramaturg so that there is, um, a voice that represents that identity in the room. If your whole team is white but the cast is not or it deals with race issues your dramaturg should not be white um if you have a character in the room that is uh trans or non-binary have a not cis dramaturg so that there is somebody um that both can like hold solidarity with the actors in the room but also so that um you as a director um are not speaking wholly on behalf of these identities that you do not hold 
Um, I think that that is something that can be really helpful of having a dramaturg who both like has the life experience slash identity um, to speak to the experiences in the show, um, but also can like then do research and speak outside of that as well. Yeah, I think that is a really great point and really important. Um, the last question I have is, um, I know that we've talked about dramaturgs when it comes to devised projects. And what is the big difference that you have seen or you have experienced personally um, from being in a room that has a script, whether it's new or existing, and then being in a room where there is no written script? When I've been in the room as a dramaturg for a device show, I have often been in the position of helping say, like, here's something that's missing from the show or, like, we haven't um, devised a scene that closes this arc if it's something that, like, has a clear storyline or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, like, that is something that you are more hands-on with if you're a dramaturg in devised process. I think also, like, something something that I love doing in a devised process where I'm the dramaturg is, like, helping with scene order and structure. Yeah. Um, for some reason, that part of the puzzle, like, makes so much sense to me. Like, that is it always just feels like there is a right answer and I just have to find it. Um, and so I love being the person that says like, nope, we don't need that. I'm like always, I I also love making cuts. <laughs> um, I Chop feel it like, out. <laughs> I feel like I am like, that is one of my strengths as a dramaturg is like, we don't need those three lines. Like get rid of them, get rid of this whole scene, like whatever. Um, but that is always like, it is glaringly obvious to me of like what should be cut. Um, But with that, then it's like going through all the stuff that you've devised and saying like what pieces you want to keep and in what order. Um, And that that is something that the dramaturg can be a lot more objective about um, because most likely they haven't been involved in the actual devising of the bits. And so Mm -hmm. as far as like killing your darlings, um, it's a lot easier to be like, yep. These are the ones to kill. Yeah. um, Or at least this is my recommendation. Yeah. Um, And that then... um, it just like takes the personalness of like you having been the one that created it out of the picture um, and can be more um, be more objective about like putting things into an order that would make sense to an audience that does not have all the information that the director and the actors would have. Yeah, for sure. We love dramaturgs. It's fun. Hire all of them. <laughs> Get them in the room. It's fun. Yeah. I like it. Great. So in conclusion... In conclusion, hire dramaturgs. Hire dramaturgs. Have diverse teams. Yes. Raise the flag. Do research. Scream it from the rooftops. Uh, that's it. Okay. Share this episode with anyone that has ever said, what's a dramaturg? Yes. Yes. Or share it with people who may be dramaturgs at heart and have no idea. That it's a thing. Yeah, I think also just, like, I would love to hear in response to this episode, like, things that people either are like, oh, yes, like, that is my definition of a dramaturg, or, oh, also, as a dramaturg, I do this, or I would like to be doing that. Yeah. Um, Because I know it is such a different definition for everyone. Dramaturgs, reach out. Yeah. Tell I us. Wanna, what, let's tell chat. Us. Yes. Hang out. <laughs> um. I will not be there because I've been told I will not be the dramaturg, which yeah, is fine. <laughs> anyway, if you are a dramaturg, if you are like, I don't know what a dramaturg is still, or I know someone who might be a good dramaturg, um, and you want to converse with us, tell Margaret all your things. Tell me 
all the things too. You can email us at setthestagepodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at setthestagepodcast. Um, make sure you follow us on Spotify. Make sure you rate and subscribe on iTunes. Um, we would love you a lot if you did that. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Share it with your colleagues. Collaborators. Leave us a review. Leave us a review. Yeah, tell us what you think. We're always um, looking for some uh, feedback to kind of take with us as we're recording these episodes. So let us know. Um, and we will see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Have a good one. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday.